Hello guys, and thank you for listening and watching another episode of Live Free Podcast, where I talk about living that life of freedom, rest, and expansion in Christ Jesus. I have a word of the Lord, a word of correction, and a word of warning. And of course, you know, nobody ever likes to, you know, you know, when I see these words coming, it's like, Lord, help me, you know. But by the grace of God, um, he has put in me a word in my belly. And as you can see from the thumbnail, he's going to call this one kingdom treasonous. Kingdom treasonous. God is saying, are we leading people to Jesus or are we leading people to our QR code or bank accounts? Are we leading people to our channel for views or are we leading people as influencers as leadership in the body are we leading people to him and the reason why he named his kingdom treasonous is because he brought to my attention um <clears throat> something you've heard me mention on the channel before and what he brought to my attention was uh, this saying that i heard a man of god say and it went something like this the highest form of treason is when we use the influence and our gifts God has given us to lead people to ourselves instead of Jesus. I'm going to repeat that. The highest form of treason, this is what Jesus told the man of God, right? Is when we use the influence and our spiritual gifts God has given us to lead people to ourselves instead of Jesus. That's really a big deal. So today, um, I want to deal with this because, um, <laughs> as usual, you know, I'm watching, you know, somebody preach on the internet and they begin to ask for a thousand dollar seed and it just brought a check in my spirit. It didn't sit right with me. Now, please hear, don't hear what I'm not saying, please, because I do believe that we are to sow into the body. I'm a, I'm a queen of sowing. I've said that plenty of times, but there is a fine line between using our influence as leaders as a way to make money off of the backs of God's sheep, off of the backs of his people. So when I begin to write this word down and I'm going to read the rhema word first, and then I'm going to go into the written word, which is the logos. But when I begin to write this down, I said, Lord, is this me or is this you? So I begin to pray into this and I begin to ask God to please give me confirmation. Um, but again, you know, every, every prophet is different and everyone has a different type of call. And I know that my call is to be a watchman on the wall for the house of Israel, for the church, for the body of Christ, for my family. And I know that. So I've already accepted the assignment a long time ago. And so... If I was trying to please men, then I would not be a servant of God. And a lot of times, you know, when we're not mature in the faith or if we're not, we really don't know the ways of God because we need to get into the word to really understand the ways of God. We need to know that this is a call that 
you know, we didn't choose. This is a call. We are speaking on behalf of God. We are prophets of the mouth of God. So without delay, I'm going to go ahead and get into it because I don't even want to delay that because I don't even like what people do that when I'm listening to that video. I'm just going to go ahead and get into it, straight into it. No chaser. So, okay. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me, unto me. And so what God began to show me is he began to show me, um, the kingdom treasonous, which is like I said, people that use their gifts for themselves under the guise of being anointed or a man or woman of God. Hear me when I say this, and you've heard me preach on this, and I believe I'm going to even link the video because the Holy Spirit brought that to my remembrance. I need to link the video that I did months ago regarding false prophets regarding the hireling regarding all of these things that God is dealing with leadership and hear me when I say this guys God says if he be lifted up he would draw all men unto him we we as leaders have influence leadership is influence no matter what capacity that you're influencing in you are an influencer if you're speaking, thus said the Lord, what God said, this God said that, and check this, even if you're not saying God said, if you are in a position of authority as a parent, I've said this in my videos, if you are in a position of authority as a leader of any capacity, as a leader, a grandparent, it can be, um, you know, a content uh, creator, influencer, whatever you're doing, you're going to be held accountable for every idle word. The Bible says that every word was written in the books up in heaven. We, everybody that is born have a book. We all have a book that the angels of the Lord are recording everything that we're saying and everything that we're doing. Now, this is not to be walk in fear or not to be yourself because God created you an original. He doesn't want you to die a copy. So God wants you to be your true, authentic personality. Hence, look at me. <laughs> I'm sitting here with a hat on, but this is not the ministry thing, right? Or I'm sitting here, relax. God wants you to be the person that he created, but, but he wants that to bear fruit and have the fruit of his spirit, not the fruit of your own spirit. And that's just the way I am personality. He wants you to exemplify Christ. He's continuously transforming us into the image of God until we leave this earth. It's a continual process. We go from glory to glory. So the highest form of treason is when we use the influence and the gifts God has given us to lead people to ourselves instead of God. So I said this before, and you've heard me say this in my other videos. There is always <clears throat> a Nathan for David. God will always send a word of correction. I didn't say a word of con condemnation because we say things out of love, right? But God will always, why does he do that? Because he loves us. He doesn't want us to fall into sin. He doesn't want us to be led off astray on the wrong path. So there's always a provide a way of escape. God says no temptation has seized us except that which is common to man. No temptation has seized you. It's a common thing that happens to you, right? But it also says that no temptation has seized you except that which is common to man. But when you are tempted, 
God will provide a way of escape. His way of escape is correction. His way of escape is deliverance. His way of escape is preaching and teaching the word. But we have to understand and know that we have to teach without the compromise in the sake of the gospel. We can't teach the word of God just to get along with everybody or just to get clicks and follows and just to get the YouTube algorithm or just to get members in our church. We can't live like that. We can't do that. So we have to follow God no matter if it's not popular to the masses or if they don't agree with us. That's how this thing works. That's how it works. So I'm going to keep going. What does the word treason mean? I had to look this up and I guess we kind of know the general definition, but I wanted to look this up. And it says the word treason means betraying one's country, especially by attempting to kill the sovereign or overthrow the government. In other words, it's the betrayal of one's own country by attempting to overthrow the government through waging war against the state of materially aiding its enemies materially aiding its enemies. And this is what we need to know today. We need to know that treason is trying to overthrow the government of God. Now, the way he had me to look at this is he said to me, he said, are we having altar calls or QR code calls? That's exactly what the Holy Spirit said. Are we using our influence as a way to manipulate the, minute, the, the, the sheep of his flock to give money, to chase a gift? But you might even say, why would God even allow that? Because it's our responsibility when we're following Christ. Is to, it's our responsibility to study, to show thyself approved, to spend time with the Holy Spirit. And the only way that you're going to know that you're following someone that is man, uh, manipulating you is if you have the Holy Spirit in you. Now, God also showed me this. He says, people lead people in the name of God while, while sinning against God. He said, people lead people in the name of God while sinning against God. It's a subtle seduction and a subtle uh, manipulation that is going on in the body of Christ and God is saying he wants me to deal with this today we want to chop the head off we don't want God's people to be led astray and we don't want the people that are leading them to fall astray so this word is a twofold word so Ezekiel 34 talks about irresponsible shepherds and I'm going to be honest with you guys I'm going to be so honest I knew when I saw that I tried to turn the page Yes, I did. I'm going to be honest because I'm like, okay, let me just see what else is in the word. And that Holy Spirit brought me right back. It was a strong pull to that word. And I knew with everything in me that that word was confirmation for what I saw regarding the money. So am I saying that we don't give to the body of Christ? Absolutely not. That is not what I'm saying. We give to the body of Christ. We sow. That's what the kingdom of God is all about. It's about sowing and reaping. But there's a way to do it. There's a reason Jesus came into the synagogue and turned over the money uh, the money changers' tables. There's a reason why he beat them out of the synagogue. There's a reason for that. He wouldn't have put it in the Bible if there wasn't a reason for that. 
So we have to know that this type of thing does exist. And it's sad because a lot of people don't always start, start out like this. They start out with pure intentions, you know, and true intentions on following God. And the Bible says, when you give the devil a foothold, he's going to come in and wreak havoc. So a lot of times it's not intentional, although sometimes it is. But a lot of times it's up with a pure heart. And then as you begin to open up the door and God begins to give you more influence with the people, we, we then to see it as an opportunity. Let me just say this. Satan is an opportunist. And if we have not checked or dealt with the things in us that we dealt with in the world, that we dealt with when we weren't with God, those things will become a stumbling block if you begin your ministry. This is why I always say when you begin ministry, deliverance should first start with the people that's leading. They should be the first one is ones to be delivered because you can't free somebody else while you're still dealing with the same issues. You can't do that. It's impossible. You might say you casting out a demon, but that demon ain't gone nowhere. So you have to begin to deal with the root. And I talked about this in another video to sever things by the root and begin to deal with those deep things in your soul, which is the mind, will and emotions that is rooted deep in you that doesn't surface, right? That the enemy has influence over because God has not, uh, you're not being led by the spirit. So that when the temptation comes, the Bible says you are only tempted when you're tempted by your own desires. Nobody can tempt you with anything that's not in you that you don't want. If you don't smoke weed, you can't be tempted by weed. But if you like money and you haven't dealt with that money thing, then you can be tempted by money when God begins to give you that influence. And you might say, well, why would he still give you the, the, the calling? Or why would he still call you if he know that's in you? Can I submit to you today that God uses what he has <laughs> and we all he got. So we are flawed individuals, but at the same time, you might say, well, if God knew this person was going to do this, if he knew that the uh, Eve was going to be hoodwinked by the snake, why did he even put him in the garden? Because it's about free will. And we, and I keep saying, until you understand the love of God and how, God, how much God loves his people that he created in his image, until we begin to understand that, we will never understand why God does what he does because he loves us with an unconditional love. The Bible says the gifts of God are irrevocable. That means that God does not repent for giving you the gift. He will not repent for giving you the gift. So the gifts of God are irrevocable. So we know that. So that means that if you were born with a gift, whether you're using it for God or using it for, devil, for the devil, he's not gonna take the gift back from you. He's not an Indian giver. So whatever you were born with, whatever type of gifts you have, this is what you were born with to have. And God is not going to take it from you. He doesn't uh, take it back once he's get, once you're born with it. So you might say, well, if he knew that the people was going to do what they was going to do, then why did he still use them? Because trust me when I tell you, until you learn to separate the gift from the character, you will never understand the prophetic ministry. Just because you have a prophetic gift does not mean that your character is in alignment with the fruit of the spirit. I'm going to say that again. Just because you have a prophetic gift or a gift of evangelism or a gift to be an apostle, or a gift to be a teacher or a leader, it does not mean that your character is in check. 
Your gifting will often take you places that your character can keep you. If those things in your soul have been left unchecked and the Holy Spirit is not leading you. So the Bible says you will know a tree by its fruit, not by the signs, not by the giftings and not by the wonders. Satan is an opportunist and sometimes demons will lay dormant for years before they manifest themselves in you. A lot of things didn't come out of me in relationships until after I got married. Didn't know it was in me. A lot of things will not come up. I heard this man of God, uh, we was at the altar getting deliverance one time and one of my friends fell under the power of God. And the man of God began to prophesy over her while she was on the floor and he said, this thing entered you when you were two years old. It laid dormant, he said. This is what God was saying through him until she became an adult and then it manifested. So I'm going to keep going. So he also, that I didn't want to share, but I didn't know when, what he was going to have me do with it. I'm going to also share a dream that I had about this very same person. I had this dream back in December of 2020. 2022 is, is a matter of fact it was 12 12 22 I had a lot of dreams I done had three dreams about the same person but I have not released it because God has not told me to do that but today I'm going to release the dream okay so the Bible says you will know a tree by its fruit that's the character of a person that's who you are when nobody's looking who you really are when you think nobody's watching, when the pastor's not looking, or when you think the eyes of the congregation is not on you, or when you think the boss is not looking, or when you think the person who you hang with that's saved is not looking, or when you think you know your mom and dad is not looking. Character is who you are when nobody's looking. But the thing about that is God sees it all. And he's the one that we're accountable to, not people. So that's why I say it's so imperative to live a transparent life before God, even flaws and all, flaws and all. Lord, I, 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 I repent. I, like, I did this and I did that. Lord, this is me. I just can't get past this. We have to live a repentant and a transparent life before the Lord. You have to, because the Bible says that one that conceals his sins will not have mercy. You have to confess and repent and turn away from it and God will show mercy. When you try to cover and the enemy try to convince you to hide your personality or to hide your mean side when you're not at church or to hide the way you treat people when you're not around other people or hide the way you treat your spouse so mean, but you treat the church like gold. Those are the things that God look at, the things that you're doing when nobody's looking. So he says, are we leading people to Jesus? And you have to know that even though somebody has a prophetic gift or they have a gift of leadership, apostle, prophet, teacher, evangelist, or whatever capacity they're in, a teacher or a content creator or whatever leadership capacity they're in, a manager, whatever it is, God can still use them and, and, and not agree with it, their behavior of greed and sin. Look at the spirit of Balaam. Because this is what God is calling this spirit, the spirit of Balaam. We see this in Numbers 22, chapters 22 through chapters 24. Read about that. You would understand that Balaam was a real prophet of God, but he was a wicked prophet. 
You got to read it because God, he would get the words from God, but he was still uh, into greed. He still wanted materialistic things. So as a result, instead of him cursing the people of Israel, he found the way for them to fall into sin without cursing them because God wouldn't allow him to curse the people that he had blessed. And he kept going to get his information from God. But the prophet, but the, the King Balak was trying to get him to curse the people. And I did a teaching on this. So it's possible for a person to have a spirit of Balaam while still speaking a prophetic word. And we need to understand that. This is why you have to separate the gift from the character. This is what I had to learn because I assumed, this is me, you know, growing up in the faith, that because the person had the prophetic gift that their character must align with it. That they had to be, you know, hearing from God. So just because I'm seeing the miracles in my service and people ears getting open and the people eyes seeing and people getting healed from diseases. And, and in the next breath, they're asking for $2,000 seeds. I'm assuming that this is all goes together, that it all must be God. But I'm here today to let you know, like the prophet, of, the wicked prophet Balaam, you can be speaking an accurate word of God while still sinning against God. Some people are preaching in the name of God, but against God. You might say, well, why is God giving him an accurate word? Because again, God uses everybody, but don't nobody use God. And eventually God will give them a, a check in private. And when they won't get it together in private, God begins to uncover that spirit, uncover that person. God is long suffering with us. So he is loving on us and want us to examine ourselves. The Bible talks about us examining. When you examine yourself, you don't have to worry about being on the wrong side of the enemy coming against you or the enemy leading you on a, uh, a path of destruction. Because if you go to God and you examine yourself, Lord, yes, I was wrong for that. And I repent, Father, help me not to do that again. Help me to live for you wholeheartedly. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit will come in and grace you with the empowerment and the ability to live for God. I didn't say live perfect because we're going to be still repenting when Jesus come back for the things that we do, for the unforgiveness in our hearts, for the meanness towards people, for the nastiness towards our children, for the nastiness towards our parents, for the nastiness we still going to re be repenting, but there should be some level of growth and progression. We should still should not be in the same place we was in last year. We will go from glory to glory at some point in the game, baby. At some point in the game, you have to just grow. The Bible calls it milk and meat. What does children do? Children's do the same thing. They get in trouble for the same thing. They, they, they complain. They cry about every little thing. They offended about every little thing. You hurt my feelings. You this and you that. Well, the same thing in the, in the kingdom of God, you have baby Christians and you have mature Christians, but at some point God wants us to grow up and be on solid meat so that we can begin to get more revelation and downloads because if he can't trust you with the little things if you getting offended because somebody didn't call you or looked at you the wrong way or somebody cut you off in traffic then how then he can he deal with you and trust you to put millions of dollars in your hand to bless people or to do uh and, and or to get have a ministry where you're not easily uh taken taken out by the slightest little thing because somebody didn't speak to you you have those people in the body. They're upset, got their panties in a bunch because somebody forgot to speak to them. 
They want to get their validation from people instead of getting their validation from Jesus. Oh, I am going somewhere with this today. Let God be true and let every man be a liar because the body of Christ is being led straight off a cliff. I'm telling you right now, because God is going to deal with these leaders that are manipulating his people that are not really, I'm going to read the word, what the word says. I'm going to get to that right now. As a matter of fact, he began to take me to the book of Ezekiel 34 and the book of Ezekiel 34 says, and the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them. I knew when I heard this, <laughs> it was me. I knew it. Prophesy and say to them, thus said the Lord God to the shepherds, the shepherds of his flock. Woe to the shepherds of Israel who feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flocks? And then it goes to verse three and it says, you eat. He's talking to the shepherds. You eat the fat and the clothe yourselves with the wool. You slaughter the fatlings, but you do not feed the flock. That means that they're taking, they're taking, they're taking, they're taking, but they're not giving anything. They're giving false hope. They're giving false words. And some of the words are even accurate and some of the words are false. This is how you know the fruit of the spirit. And then in verse four, it says, the weak you have not strengthened, nor have you healed those who were sick, nor bound up the broken, nor brought back what was driven away, nor sought what was lost. But with force and cruelty, you have ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd and they became food for all of the beasts of the field when they were scattered. And then I'm going to go down to verse 10 and it says, thus said the Lord God, behold, I am against the shepherds and I will require my flock at their hand and I will cause them to cease feeding the sheep. See, there's gonna come a time of God's reckoning for these people that are leading people straight to hell or straight off a cliff or, or abusing or manipulating their authority. And the shepherds shall feed themselves no more for I will deliver my flock from their mouths and they may no longer be food for them. And then he goes on in the next, uh, in verse 11 and talks about God is the true shepherd. And then he said, he'll seek out his sheep and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered on a cloudy and dark day. So God is saying that he's getting ready to deal with the sheep. He's getting ready to deal with the people that have oppressed his people and manipulated his people. And so as, we, as I was writing, I was still writing. And then God begins to say say he uses everyone even the devil to get his agenda accomplished god still used balaam god still used donald trump come on god will use whatever he need if he has an agenda or an assignment that needs to be completed sometimes i said this before unbelievers will do things that believers will not even do they will say things that need to be said that believers will not even say this is why i'm here today giving this word because i'm gonna speak what god has said you know i received a word a long time ago and and i was prophesied to that you are going to speak the unadulterated word of god and see i know that my channel is not really popular these are things that, you know, people want to hear that they're going to be blessed, blessed, blessed. And they want to hear God is coming with all this money and he's coming with this. That's a part of the kingdom of baby. That is not even the, 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 you haven't even scratched the surface because God look at the heart while man is looking at the materialistic things and the auto appearance and a way for them to bamboozle and, um, 
uh, disguise themselves as angels alike. God is looking at the heart of an individual. And that is what he's going to deal with, the heart. You can disguise it under Jesus. You can disguise it under prophetic gifts and callings. You can disguise it however you want to disguise it. But rest assured, God's silence does not mean his approval. He's going to deal with it. There's going to come a day of reckoning and a day of exposure for the people that have prostituted the people of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ that have been kingdom treasonous and using their platform of influence to manipulate the people out of money. And let me just say this. You would know a tree by its fruit. Fruit is also... Um, uh, it's, a, it's a discipline to set the oppressed free, uh, not to look as, as an opportunity to always take money from people, but why not be a blessing and sow into people? And I'm not talking about that fake sowing where you say, I'm going to give you, when you're going to win a trip or I'm going to give you a trip for this, or you're going to get the um, uh, whatever it is, uh, a free hotel room and a free air flight when you know you used your your frequent flyer miles to buy the ticket because you've been flying all over the world. Or when you know that the sacrifice that you're doing has not cost you anything. David said, I will not sacrifice anything that I have not cost me anything. So under the guise of doing something good and looking right to people, you're giving them frequent flyer miles for free trips and free hotel stays that you're getting from points. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going somewhere today with this one, guys, because God has to expose the enemy's plans and his plots over his people because people are being manipulated. They are being sucked dry. God called it a spiritual leech in the spirit realm where they using their influence and, and to swindle the people out of the money, but then telling the people to have faith and believe God for their miracle. But their 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 food is coming from the backs of other people. Now, am I saying that you don't ask people to sow or you don't, um, people don't sow? That's not what I'm saying. But people are, they sow when they are led by the spirit of God to sow. God will tell them the amount. If they hear nothing, they do nothing. This is why you don't see that on my channel. I actually, God had to tell me to say that if you are led to sow, you can sow into the ministry because that is something that I just don't say. I say every blue moon, but God is saying, I need to say that because that's a, you, you're hindering the other people's blessings, but make no mistake about it. It's not about that. It's not about every time I jump on here that I have to be holding up a book or holding up something for you to buy or, or telling you to come to a conference because make no mistake about it. You come into a conference, but there's going to be a QR code on that screen at that conference. <laughs> so I want to say this, and I'm not talking about when you have a business outside of the, the kingdom of God or you separated from ministry. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about if you're providing a skill set uh, to people or you're a life coach or if you're providing if you wrote a book or something like that or if you providing skills that you actually went to school for that's just like ask, telling a doctor to, to do surgery for free I'm not talking about that I'm talking about looking at looking at the people and the, the platform as a way to build uh, an opportunity to make money instead of feeding people I'll say it like this if I can call you for offering, 
and not call you for an altar call to be healed or delivered, then something's wrong with that picture or for prayer. Something's wrong with that. So are we leading people to Jesus or to our bank accounts? If I be lifted up, he said, I would draw all men unto me. So I'm going to begin to read a, a dream. And it's so much here that he wants me to point out. The fruit is consistent with who you are publicly and privately. Not a double life, he says. How do you know? Your relationships and people that are connected to you tells a lot about who you really are. What type of people are you closely connected with? My relationships and the type of people I hang around is going to tell a lot about the type of person I am. Make no mistake about it. When you don't have anything in common with people, you don't hang with them. Number seven, he said again, are souls being one or, or is it just gatherings? Are people being filled with the Holy Spirit uh, during these gatherings? Are people being set free and prayed for for real deliverance? Is the agenda of is it money motivated, getting people together in the name of God just to have them to sow a seed or buy a product or service? Online ministry, is, is this an opportunity for you to swindle people or manipulate people just to get the QR code scanned or are they really discipling and caring for people? God can use any type of platform, but there must be fruit, he says. The goal is for the people to draw close to God and have a personal relationship with him, not to use the opportunity to expand your pockets or sell your books or create another conference and disguise it as prayer. Hmm. Allow people to sow as they are led, the Holy Spirit says, and not try to control the outcome with a number or an amount. I'm going to say that one again. Allow the people to sow as they are led by the Holy Spirit and not try to control the outcome with a number or an amount. Now, from time to time, God will deal with people that struggle, have strongholds with money, and he will tell them to sow and do things at a certain time. He will do that. He will do that to break the, the spirit of poverty. So I'm not saying that's not true. But don't try to control the outcome because of your influence and gift just because somebody got an accurate word over here. So now I'm going to ask for money in the same breath in about an hour because they, they think God is really with me because I gave an accurate word. But God ain't never said and it told me to ask people for two and three thousand dollars. Ask yourself those hard questions as people and then the people that's sitting under this. Are you chasing the prophetic? Or are you chasing Jesus? So ask yourself those hard questions as one who follows um, Jesus. Or are you following Balaam? Are we following for Jesus or the gift of popularity or prophecy? Did God call you to follow them? Or did you did the, did the seducing spirit of fame pull you to them? <laughs> You have to ask yourself these hard questions because sometimes we have idols in our heart and we want to hear God so bad and we want God so bad that we will compromise hearing him on an, on an individual or personal level. Are you looking for a spouse in all the wrong places? What is the truth? This is what the Holy Spirit is saying. What is the truth motive of the heart? Single leaders tend to attract single people that have idols in their hearts. 
Single leadership tend to attract single people that are looking for spouses. So they follow these people all along and they ride their coattail because they think that they're the one that God has told them that they're supposed to marry. I'm telling the Holy Spirit was on fire when I was writing. And this is when I began to get up from the table and walked away and said, Lord, please bring confirmation. So now I'm getting ready to share my dream, guys. I'm being obedient to the Holy Spirit today. This stuff is not popular, but I'm telling you, it's God. It's God. Because God doesn't want his people to be deceived. Not to mention if you're in it and you're the one doing the deception, he wants you to repent. God is not, he's very merciful. And if you found yourself in a predicament, in a leadership or influence, influential way, and you're leading people astray and you're influencing them, you know, under the guise of being good, but it's really not God. Again, are you saying you're blessing them, but you're giving them way free stuff that you were already given? You know, when you plan trips, when you when you have so many trips um, or so many people that are flying or so many people that are going on a cruise, you get three or four rooms free when you're doing that. You get three or four rooms free. So people are disguising and say, oh, I'm giving away this, which it is still giving. Don't get me wrong. It's still giving something away, but it's a sacrifice that has cost you nothing. So don't be fooled, don't be tricked, and don't be him boom, boom, swoozled by these things. Now, let me get into the dream because this video has already gone very long. This is what I dreamed about. This is on December the 12th of 2022. It started with a $250 seed that was, this is in real life, a $250 seed that was told to be sown by a person on TV. I couldn't help but get a check in my spirit, an alert, that's saying that wasn't from God. As I laid down that night, I began to have a dream. And this is the dream that God has given me because it, my spirit was very troubled. So then I had a dream, a semi-big water park. You know how you have one of them splash water parks and it was like the, the ones with the tubings where you can ride on the tubes and stuff like that. And you can go up and come down on the tubes on the slides and all that. So when I, I dreamed of a semi-big water park, all of the people at the park were church members. But I was there by myself. As I looked around, everyone was just going up and down on the sliders, on the water tubes, in the water. I got into the water I got into the water, then had to guide myself over from running into people with a tube or whatever I was um, floating on. I noticed that one part was bringing me to stairs and I had to walk up, get out the tube and walk up the stairs to get to the next phase. As I was walking up, I saw the owner of the park. Now this is the same person I've seen um, asking for money on TV. This was the same person. Although this person didn't look like the person on TV, they were fat. Hmm. That should tell you something. They were fat, almost like the nutty professor fat, but not as big as that. So to get uh, to the next phase, I was walking up the stairs. I saw the owner of the park standing at the top of the balcony and the rail overlooking the park. And he was a black guy and, and was overweight, close to like the nutty professor, but not as big. As I walked, uh, as I walked up the side to the slide back down, to go up, to come back down, I noticed that I was the only one that had a blanket wrapped around my shoulders, a thick comforter type. I remember thinking he's going to um, see me with this big blanket, but I don't care. I kept it and I proceeded to slide down 
the water splashed and some some of the blanket got wet but not the top of the blanket as i looked back up i saw the owner walk away and proceeded to go into the office part but then i saw brandy the r&b singer she was standing there waiting for him she had braids in her hair and that was that was waiting for him to go back there to talk to him he went in the back office this is an office and she followed him i also was thinking that maybe this is an investment that god wants the church to have an amusement park this is me trying to think of why he's doing what he's doing i then thought how i could go back there and 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 talk to him but then i thought if i went back there what would i say I also remember there being a cost to get in and the cost was about 200 bucks and it wasn't that expensive. So it cost to get into this water park. Let me give you the interpretation of what the Holy Spirit gave me <clears throat> as I close. The interpretation was one, the water represents the Holy Spirit. The amusement park represents some of the form of entertainment in the body of Christ. Remember all these peoples was members of a church but I was set apart. I was not a part of this. Number two, the men represent the apostle or the leadership and the body. Number three, going up and down represents a wave or a move of the Holy Spirit, but it was only present while he was there at the place. Number four, him looking over the balcony could represent observing the business. Hmm. Number five, the water park also represents the church being looked at as a business and not as the house of the Lord. Number six, Brandy, the singer, the entertainment, focus on her name. This is what the Holy Spirit said, focus on her name. So her name is, is a girl's name. God is speaking. With English origins, brandy is also the name of distilled wine, which comes from the Dutch term brandy wine. And it also means burnt wine. You can't put new wine in old wine skins, but this wine was burnt. Number seven, paying to get in represented paying for a move of the Holy Spirit when the gospel should be free. Hmm. And number eight, the water also represents endless recycling because you know in those water parks where you have the lazy river and all of that, that's just recycled water. <laughs> so the water also represents an endless recycling of the church going up and down, but not really possessing the promise, not representing a true body and power of God, but a representation of a man-made church. Number nine, the blanket wrapped around me on my shoulders and back represents a mantle and God's protection. Jackets and blankets often represents mantles and dreams. So God's protection of my anointing and also protection from contamination or mixed with everyone else. Remember I said I came by myself. Number 10, my observation of everyone and the owner of the park represented the prophetic and the watchman anointing. Then the, swing, the scene switched to something else. So he said, prophesy, son of man, to the irresponsible shepherds. But I decree and declare today that we can always repent and get back in line. And I pray that this video will reach those that it's supposed to reach 
and those that are supposed to hear. He who have an ear, let him hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying. Please don't hear what I'm not saying. Motivation, when you're speaking things like this, should always be love. But first and foremost, our, my allegiance is to the master. And whatever he gives me, I'm going to speak it. And I'm going to speak it with boldness. This message is not for the, the it's not going to be popular, right? Because people don't like a word of correction or that they don't like a word. But see, God chastens those that he loves. He corrects those that he loves. If God doesn't correct you, then he don't love you. Why? Because your sin will eventually lead you to a path of destruction unless you're corrected. And people that are in sin and people that like to be in their comfort zone. They don't want to be changed or mind doesn't want to be renewed. And that's a spirit. And you need to ask God to break that off of you. Because unless a man is fall, unless a seed falls to the ground, it cannot be reborn. We have to die to self. We have to be okay with being corrected as believers. We have to go from glory to glory, from milk to meat. We can't be babies in Christ forever. At some point in the game, you're going to have to grow up. And at some point in the game that when God begins to show you something, and I did a sermon on that, don't unsee what you saw because I seen the same thing. And God says, don't try to talk yourself out of what I'm showing you because you don't want that person to be doing what you think that what I'm showing you that they're doing. Don't unsee what you saw. You need to, I'm going to link those videos. Don't unsee what you saw. I'm going to also link the one about leadership is influence. So I hope this message was a blessing, but this is also a correction and a word of warning to the shepherds and to the leaders of the body or a leader on any capacity. Even if you're a parent or grandparent, you are called to be an influence for the kingdom of God. If you say that you have Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior, your lifestyle should reflect him. The Bible says you will know a tree by its fruit, not by the gifts, not by what people say, but by what their character is when nobody's looking. That is the word of the Lord. Like, comment, share, and subscribe if this ministry has been a blessing to you. Please like the video. And until the next time, guys, I will see you guys in the next video. Bye, loves.